Hey, this is Matt Cox, and I'm here with Ian Brown. Ian has a super interesting story about it's it's uh, it's basically doctor shopping, right? Uh, really, it's actually we stole a doctor's identity. So, where were you born? Tell me, uh, where were you born? I was born, born in Lowell, Massachusetts. Okay, what are you doing in Florida? Hmm. What are you doing in Florida? How'd you get to Florida? How'd I get to Florida? Oh. Well, Lowell, Massachusetts ended up turning into a, uh, like, it was a massive, you know, during the cocaine epidemic. Right. You know what I mean? And it was, there was even an HBO special on it called Lowell, on, um, Lowell High on Crack Street. Okay. Like, it's really bad. And actually, the movie The Fighter, because you oh, yeah, yeah, ever yeah, heard yeah. of that? Oh, yeah, I saw The Fighter. That was actually in Lowell, Massachusetts. Okay. So, yeah, it was, crack was a big thing. So, my family was like, we got to go. Right. And then also uh, my my mother's uh, brother was down, also my grandparents. So we just, we moved down here in the early 90s. I want to say 92, 91. How old were you? I was seven. Okay. So crack wasn't a problem for you? At the oh, no, no, okay. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all left right. We left because of. Right. Okay. Because so. of all of that. So you came to so you came to Florida. Are you in Tampa or St. Pete or? Uh, we moved to St. Pete, uh, Jungle Prada. Okay. Yeah, we, we we rented a small house. It was temporary. My father's a machinist, mother homemaker. All right. You know, and my brother and I, and uh, went to Azalea Elementary. You know what I mean? It was it was a real culture shock when I first moved down here, because in Massachusetts everything is organized. You know what I mean? Uh, as far as race goes. Oh, okay. It, as crazy as that sounds. Like, right. Like, you have your Jewish neighborhood, your Portuguese neighborhood, your Italian neighborhood, your Irish neighborhood. And we're like just mixed. It's yeah, like rich and poor. Yeah. Well, in a sense. And then when I came down here, all of a sudden, it's like I'd see a black person or an African-American or whatever. Right. And they would be like, you know, walking down the street and they would actually cross the street. And like, and to me, that was so confusing. It was really like they're in the wrong neighborhood. Well, yeah, it was. It was really odd how like how they act so much different down here than they, in the South. You know what I mean? Right, the right. South was just it was a culture shock. Yeah, really right. big culture right. shock. Really big culture shock. All right. So what? Um, what? So you? Where'd you graduate high school? Where'd you go to high school? Oh, I graduated high school in Pinellas County Jail. And. How'd you get to how that happened? I think feel like we we I feel like we skipped something. Um, uh, well, I, I in school I I, uh, I scored high in the IQ test. Right, I scored an high one thirty two. I just really didn't like school. I don't right. like people telling me what to do. Got a lot of fights. Got suspended on purpose. You know what I mean? I, assaults. I assaulted a teacher. All sorts of things and. And I just You I ended just, up in and you ended up in what, juvenile? No, hall no, or? no, no, believe it or not. No, actually they uh, cut us a deal when I was in my teens. They said if you just drop out now that you're sixteen, then we won't give you an assault charge. For assaulting a teacher. Yes, I assaulted a teacher. Right. Yeah. What did the teacher do? Uh well, on my way out of the class I was leaving. I was like, you know, go fuck yourself. And what I Flicked them off. He said, "Is that your IQ or your age?" I snapped. Okay. Okay. So listen, when I leave 
what I, I, I mean, I, it's been a while since I've been in school, but when I would leave the class to go to my next class, I seldomly said, go fuck yourself to my teacher. Typically something has to happen for that. So I'm saying what happened that you told your teacher to go fuck yourself? Was that just a normal? He was a veteran and I didn't stand up for the pledge, the pledge of allegiance. Oh, okay. You know, I don't know if they still do that now. I'm not even sure exactly. Right. But so, so I didn't stand up for the pledge. Guy was a Vietnam veteran. Right. So he was very upset. Okay. And I was like, I'm not going to stand up for that fucking rag. Fuck you. Okay. So I was I was really a bad kid right. in school. Like I really did like the opposite of what you were supposed to do. Right. On purpose. Okay. So then you mouthed off to him. You flipped him a bird. What happened? Did you, he came at you or just mouthed off back yeah he just said is that your iq or your age when i flicked him off so i got angry and i grabbed a garbage can knocked over the overhead projector and then threw the garbage can at him okay and then i walked out and then and then went home and what the police show up or what well yeah it was uh god if i can remember his deputy mayor and uh, what they did is they cut me a deal because I had more referrals than anybody else in the entire high school. I had, I think, 53 by December. Referrals saying don't send them Referrals to- like, uh, you know, would get in trouble at school. Teacher right. writes you a referral. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So I had like 53 by December. I had uh, a bunch of twilight detentions I never showed up to. It was like in the 20s. I never showed up to a single one, but I did it on purpose because I'd get suspended. Because right. I just didn't want to be there. Right. I was a very angry, very angry kid, I guess. Okay. So, at, all right. So then, so, so you were in, how'd you, how'd you, you, you dropped out of school. How'd you end up in jail? Well, I ended up in jail when, uh, well, actually, the first time I ended up in jail was for possession of alcohol. And they sent me to juvenile arbitration rehab. <clears throat> juvenile arbitration rehabilitation facility okay it's like uh something to do with par that's big in the state of florida par and uh i they kept me there for three days like it's like some st- stupid fake rehab thing it's right. like i i don't even think it's even still even there but uh they kept me there for three days and i got out and that was pretty much it. And then I, you know, had to do community service and stuff for the possession of alcohol and whatnot. Okay. But, um. So that you went to jail then? Yeah. You... Oh, actually, my first arrest. I'm. I. I I'm sorry. I got to backtrack a little right. bit. My first arrest. I was 12 years old, and my first arrest was retail theft <laughs> for stealing cigarettes. Hey, I hope you're enjoying the video. And if you're interested in buying a painting from me, my contact information is in the description box. Back to the video. All right. So then what happened? So after the, so you're arrested, then they let, obviously you're 12. You don't stay in jail very long. No, no. It was, it was, uh, God, it was called, they called it PJAC. It was in Pinellas County. So I stayed there for, until your parents pick you up pretty much. Right. That's how it goes. So I stayed there and then my parents picked me up, went home. Then I had to do like community service and pay some well, my mother had to pay the fine. So really, my mother is the one who ended up, you know, getting hurt really right. by it, not me. All right. So you graduated high school. 
this started with you grab so how many times were you arrested in general before you were 18 <clears throat> I was arrested for retail theft at 12 13ish then I was arrested for trespassing around 14 and then I was arrested again for another possession of alcohol. I was an alcoholic. Right. From like the age 12. I'd like I'd drink before school and everything. And uh, yeah, after that, I, I was didn't really get arrested again. And then I learned how to pretty much evade the cops and, and I smartened up a little bit. And then my next arrest wasn't until 2007. Yeah, but you said you graduated high school when you were locked up. Yeah, that was in 2007. Oh, okay. What was that arrest for? That was for. Here we go. Is, um, is that is that for the, uh, um, the prescription fraud? Yes. Okay, so how that how that start? <clears throat> well, how that started was, I was always selling pills, oxycodone. Uh, hydromorphone, morphine, whatever. And I had a lot of people that were... How, how'd you get into doing that? Like, that's not something someone... Oh, well, You I, don't apply for a job doing that. You know, When I was young, I started in eating pills around between 16 18. I ate some that really got bad at age 18. And then I became, like, physically addicted by that. Right, yeah. And that's what that's when things, you know, really, really took a turn for the worse. So I was always selling drugs to to pay for my habit. Right. So I was selling marijuana at the time. So that's how I bought my first car. That's how I so so I sold a bunch of weed, did that, and then eventually I graduated into just taking pills every day. Like, it started getting bad. That was because back then, it was hard to get pills. Like, you know what I mean? Op- opioids. Uh, there was no Roxy's or uh, any of that stuff or D's or whatever they call them now. You know, you know what I mean? There was none of that. Right. It, was, it was extremely hard. Like, I would have to find uh, young kids and I'd trade them weed to go through their parents' pills right to give them to me like it was it was really difficult because it wasn't a huge thing like it is now right like this is like before it really got big and hey sorry for interrupting the video but want to let you guys know that if you join my patreon at the top tier every single month you get a different painting and the contact information for my patreon page is in the description back to the video and what i did was you know i got i got Worse and worse, more addicted. I started uh, trading weed to young kids so they could steal pills from their parents. Then I started meeting people that were on or prescribed medication like Oxycontin, Oxycodone, Hydromorphone, things like that. Right. And now they saw on the news that these pills are worth all this money. So there's grandparents having their having their grandkids sell them on the street and stuff or right. to get rid of them because they saw that it was such a big money maker. Right. They literally like used their own children to sell. 
So yeah, I wrote I wrote a book. Uh, I write, mm -hmm. written a couple stories, but I I actually uh, wrote a book called uh, Generation Oxy, and uh, yeah. So they were going for like what, like a dollar a milligram or something like that. They were. Oh well, no. <clears throat> at, at that time, God, there were. I was getting oxycotton eighties for. I think I never paid more than ten dollars. Right. So, at that time, you know, I was loading up on them from yeah. anywhere I can get. The kids and, and the kids that I the guys that I was that that I wrote the book about they were sending them to Tennessee and. Um, and Alaska, and they were paying like a dollar. They were paying like a dollar a milligram. Like they could get them here for next to nothing yep. and ship them up north because there were so many pill mills. Oh, yeah. They around. would literally uh, roll up in a U-Haul, like from Kentucky or something. They'd roll up to a pain management clinic in a U-Haul and have a bunch of people like literally inside the U-Haul, like they all were right. inside of it. And they would like pull out a, a grill, a barbecue, because – They'd have to wait for hours and hours, yeah. sometimes almost an entire day. And to then see the doctor. Yeah. And the driver would get a cut from each person. That was, you know, the Oxycontin Railroad. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you've heard that phrase. Yeah. But so they would they would sit out there. It was insane. Like you would literally roll up to a pain management clinic and see all of these people out in the parking lot like camping. Yeah. Like literally camping. Then they hired security. They had surveillance. It was, it was just you know what I mean. It was nuts. It was right. a free. It was a, a free for all. So you were so you were getting the, you were buying the pills initially, and then you started going to what? Did you start going to the pain clinics or? Well, what what it was was, I had a bunch of people that had all of these pills, and they saw in the news how much they went for, and they couldn't get rid of them. They couldn't sell them. Right. Okay. They, you know what I mean? Because these are just normal, yeah, average, average people. They're not. A 50-year-old guy who has a slight back problem, who happens to get a, has a, a, a full script, doesn't need them all, but he knows, hey, I can get this many every month. I don't need all those, but if they're worth money, <clears throat> I can make an extra 500 bucks a month. Oh, God, no. Or a a lot more. Yeah, thousands. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, they were getting uh, 300 pills and... You know, they'd give it to me for $7 a piece. I'd sell them for 15 Right. You know, so I had multiple people that would give them to me because they trusted me. I had a guy even from, uh, he worked for FedEx and he was intercepting packages. I'd meet him every Friday. He'd give me a, a crap ton of Oxycontin 80s and he'd give them to me for only $10 a piece. Uh, and at the time I could sell them for 45 on the street. Okay. So it was, yeah, I was making money hand over fist. Like all these people, these old people and everything, they, they knew how expensive this stuff was, but they had no way of getting rid of them. Right. And they also didn't want to get their hands dirty. Yeah. You know, things like that. So how, I mean, how long did this go on? Uh, all the way through my 20s. And then, then... <clears throat> then that's what, when the whole prescription fraud thing kicked in. How'd that happen? Well, a friend of mine I've known since I was a little kid. I mean, you know, we all grew up in the same neighborhood. These are all people that, you know, I mean, they, they lived in million dollar, half million dollar homes, you know, had the future, like everything was it's so crazy. I, I just don't understand it because I was I was broke right. when I was a kid. You know what I mean? And and these people, they just 
I, yeah, they had it's you were you grew up poor and and they they were upper middle class or yep. had plenty of money and everything in the world to look forward to and could go to college and their parents were there and supportive and the whole thing and they what end up getting hooked on exactly drugs yeah I know that's half my neighborhood yeah so I took advantage of that of and, course that's <laughs> what you do yeah so I took advantage of that made tons of money and. You know, spent it on coke. I started shooting, you know, I started IV using when I was 17. Jesus. I contracted yeah. hepatitis C at the age of 17. I'm cured it ever since uh, August. I've been cured of hepatitis C. But, okay. But I lived with that for quite some time. I have liver fibrosis because of it, actually. But, um, so, as that was going on, I was getting all of those pills fronted to me and then you know i'd give them their money you know after i sold them blah 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 then a friend of mine he uh was doing this thing where he was like hey you know i, I think i can make prescription pads from scratch i'm like well all right well let's do it let's get this ball rolling here bud right because when i was a kid my brother made my brother and i we made fake ids i mean dvds I mean, we made fake McDonald's coupon money. Right. I mean, we did it all. Like anything we could, any way we could get ahead, we, you know what I mean? We jumped right on it. Yeah. That was us. We were always trying to beat the system. Like we, when we bootlegged movies, we even got a letter from Warner Brothers, a cease and desist letter, because they were like, <laughs> we're going to call the FBI if you don't stop serving this Austin Powers movie. That's how long ago it was. Right. Austin Powers, you know, right? And um, so I, I, my friend that was doing the uh, uh, prescription thing or into it, I, I talked him into doing it and then revamping it and making it more efficient. So what we did is we had strippers, uh, drug addicts, people like, you know, people like that. Yeah. yeah. People and, that are willing to go in and hand them a fake fucking script and hang out and well, wait. Well, no, 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 no. This is to get their identification. Oh, okay. So we'd get their identifications because I'm not going to fill a prescription with my ID. Right. That's what I'm saying. You want to write them a script and have them go in. No? No. <clears throat> no, no. using them as crash test dummies? That's not what we did. Okay. Well, the way we did it, it was even better. I would go and fill the script. And they were all women. All nine identities were women. Okay. So what I would do is I'd go in and say, hey, I'm filling a prescription with my girlfriend. Um, you know, it's for this, uh, whatever. I'm paying cash. She doesn't have insurance. And I memorized all of, all nine identities, all of them. Address, date of birth, because they're going to ask you date of birth and everything like that when you go to the pharmacy. Right. And <clears throat> so that allowed us to do nine prescriptions at each pharmacy chain pharmacies or any other pharmacies so it was pretty much unlimited so that was before the um that was before the the what is it the the, the database, database. database yeah. yes yes before the database right before the database so so what we did is we started doing that again and what we did was we found the font size we stole a doctor's identity called up I don't. I, I probably shouldn't say her name, right? Why? Well, it was in the newspaper. It was in the newspaper article, right? Uh, yeah. Her, I mean, her, her name was Doctor Alexis Henderson. 
Yeah, I'm so, sure she's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's funny that you say that is she ended up um, becoming a addiction specialist <laughs> shortly after and prescribing people buprenorphine and stuff to get them off of drugs. Nice. So maybe I... Yeah, maybe you hasten that. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe I changed her ways. So either way... Well, she wasn't writing the scripts. No, no, no. We you guys weren't. just you just had had a script from her, and you you just no, we made it from scratch. <clears throat> right, but didn't you did you counterfeit we, we her, took her pad? Yes, we took her DEA number, her license. We got to have a DEA number yeah. to prescribe narcotics. So we had a DEA number and a license number. Then we got a doctor's pen, you know, like a you know two hundred dollar pen or whatever. And then we figured out how to write, you know, per tablet by mouth per day, you know, blah, right. blah, blah, because there's like a certain language that they use. Yeah, last thing you want is the pharmacist to go, gee, I don't understand what this means, and make a phone call. And that's where I stepped in. We always did it after 5 p.m. or right at 5 p.m. Because I'm like, I just got off of work. Right. I'm an electrician. I just got off of work. I'm filming this for my girlfriend. Right. You know, and I'm a young guy. I have a, you know, Young face? Yeah, young yeah, face. Yeah. I don't look threatening. Right, you right. You know what I mean? Or anything like that. I didn't have track marks or anything like that. So I'd go in and I'd, I'd, I'd fill each prescription with each identity. So one identity I'd use at CVS, one identity I'd use at Walgreens, and we'd keep track of which ones we used them at. Right. Because I could do nine at CVS, nine at Walgreens, nine at Target, Nine at Walmart, nine at, you know, I mean, the list goes on. Right. So <clears throat> we did that for quite some time. And I'd go fill a prescription of 300 oxycodone, 30 milligram tablets. There's a guy waiting in the parking lot to pay $10 a piece for. So it'd be $3,000, boom. Then okay. I could go and do another one that same day, 3000 boom. So, I mean, it was just... It's good money. Yeah. <laughs> Come yeah. on. You know, yeah. and unfortunately, I blew it on cocaine and strippers and I mean, things I, like that. I hear you. I hear you. You know, I was like a rock star without a guitar. You yeah. know what I mean? It was just, I was just having fun, kicking ass, you know. But, um, so how it, did, I mean, so what happened? I mean, any, well, this is what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing happened. It all went right. I'm still doing it today. Wouldn't that be nice? I'm still doing it now. Yeah, I just right. I'm still doing it. Actually, script. I just picked talking up. Talking about. I just picked up a script just now. Yeah. No. So, you know how people are when they get uh, in trouble. They get scared. Right. So somebody you were, what happened? You dropped one of your. Out of the four of us. What would you call? Would you call these? So if you were working with four people. Would you call them dealers or? No. The two women were just. They shouldn't have even been involved, period. And one of them has passed away. Are, are you about to say that the entire operation was taken down because you involved a woman? No. I, okay, good. Because that's not true. Because I, I know that. that no, no, that no. God, happens. no. God, no. Okay. God, no. God, no. She was actually one of the women who was actually really good at it. And, right. and she was the one who used to fill them until like, I stepped in. You have to understand how many stories I've heard. It, it always ends up with, with. So there was this chick. Uh, and it all goes downhill from there. Yeah. You, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't that. So it started getting hot. 
like you know what I mean police yeah, like people it, are getting busted people are getting uh, people you're selling what to this guy you sell to this guy this guy and that guy got busted and this guy's getting busted you start getting yeah yeah, yeah yeah so what happened was my partner he couldn't wait until I got off work like he couldn't wait he just couldn't wait I got off of work at 3.30 we could fill the script at 5 bud no big deal but no, nah, he was too dope sick or he was just, he wasn't professional at all. Right. So what he did is he sent in this innocent girl. She's, of course, in there nervous as heck. You know what I mean? Looking totally obvious. And she got busted. Filling a narcotic. Yes. Which they're already suspicious of when they're filling narcotics. Exactly. And you're in there. She's shaking. She doesn't know what she's doing. You right. know, it was horrible. So... Because usually what our rule is, is you go in, you say, I'm going to wait. But like when you go and they're like, oh, we'll fill it when you want to come back. I'm like, no, 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 I'll sit and wait. And then you watch them. Yeah, if they See go if they for the phone. the phone. Things like that. Exactly. Yeah. Very, very simple. And uh, he didn't wait for me to get off work that day, my partner. And he made a dumb move, sent a girl into a, a CVS of all places, too. You know what I mean? They're they're pretty tight. Okay. So she got arrested. So I imagine she went in there and sung a four-disc album. You know what I mean? Like a fucking acapella. Right. And, and of course she did, but she had no idea that I existed. Thank God. This comes later in the story. But what he, uh, my partner did without telling me, is he changed the phone number because he went early before five o'clock. Cause if you go and fill a prescription at 5 PM, they can't call the doctor yeah. to verify it's pharmacist discretion. All of this all worked on pharmacist discretion. So he sent her in, she got all paranoid, blah, 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 you know, totally fucked it up and she gets arrested. So then my buddy, Tells me, he's like, all right, everything's cool. You know, she got busted, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, like, I'm like, what's going on here? Is she singing a knock? Like, she has no idea about me. Right. So, uh, so I wasn't too worried. But being a desperate drug addict, I was like, all right, well, let's, you know, go do another one or two or whatever. So we did, we did a few. And then all of a sudden we, uh, we did one at a Target. Boot Ranch Target in East Lake in Palm Harbor. And it was weird because my partner said something about when he when he switched the numbers on it, it went to his cell phone. Like like he was gonna verify a script. Right. Like he's an idiot. Right. Of course he can't do that. He has no computer in front of him. He can't, you know. So he does that. He gives it a shot and he slips up and tells me that I talked to a detective, but we're already in the middle of something. I'm filling a prescription at this target. And he tells me this. And I'm like, dude, what? I'm like, what? And then our, always, our rule always, whenever we went anywhere, is you take one identification, one prescription filled out, and that's it. Right. Otherwise, you got a, a slew of charges right. you're carrying. I mean, it, it could be 50 felonies you're carrying. So apparently, I guess he was setting me up 
and I went into the Target, and I went, filled the script. They switched it out with Clarendon. All of the detectives are already there. Jesus. This, the crazy part is, is I went and dropped off the script, and I watched all the entrances. I only waited exactly 10 minutes. Only 10 minutes. So I'm like, okay, good. No cops coming. Looks like it's going to work. So I go and fill the script. And on the way out, it turns out that there was a bunch of the Delta, the Delta Narcotics Force from Pinellas County were in there dressed as shoppers, with shopping carts the whole nine. And I walk out. And then I, I opened, for some reason, something just, I don't know, something just didn't feel right. So I opened up the bottle. I looked inside and I saw little blue pills. Roxy's, oxycodone, 30 milligrams. Right. They're blue, yeah. blue small pills. They call them blueberries, right? Yep. Or, yeah, it depends. Blues. Yeah, whatever. whatever. Yeah. yeah, there's like a million names. So I closed the bottle. And, I, and I'm like, okay, looks okay. You know what I mean? I was going to, like, investigate him in the middle of the store, you know? So I start walking out, and then all of a sudden, there's a helicopter in the air. There's a a bunch of unmarked cars everywhere. I get thrown, I get pistol whipped, thrown in the the bed of my truck. And they're like, oh, look, look who else we got. We got this guy, too. And he's talking about my buddy. And, like, it, it seemed so, like, like a... What's the word I'm looking for? Rehearsed? Yeah. Like, really. It really did. And I know it was. Yeah. And then not just that, he broke our rule. In my glove box, he put in a bunch of other filled prescriptions and then a bunch of other identifications. So he pretty much set me up. Yeah. So I could take the fall. Right. So you're the ringleader. Yeah, that's that's what they he made it seem like. He told them like, "Oh, he's the ringleader the whole nine. So I went into the jail. I get to jail, and uh, my bond starts out at one hundred twenty thousand. I got a, a trafficking charge, uh, obtaining controlled substance by fraud, and and I think that was it. But it was like a hundred twenty thousand dollars bond, right? Now, as the as the minutes went on, more and more charges kept going, more and more and more. And then I knew I wasn't getting out, so I didn't bother bonding out. You know what I mean? My family had no money. You know what I mean? I just had my mother and my father's dead, you know. And uh, so um, while I'm in there, I kept getting called to, the, uh, to a... Uh, what, the, what do they call it when you're in there? Oh, my God. Visitation? No, uh, no, no, no. It's uh, when you go to court. Uh, advisory court. So I kept getting called back in. More charges. More charges. More charges. I went in with three. I ended up with 17. Okay. 17 felonies. Six were first-degree level eight felonies, which is the same as rape. Okay. So I'm looking at like life. Like I'm thinking I'm like I'm I'm doing life. You're doing life if you go to trial and lose and they stack the charges you're doing yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if you plead guilty, you get a, a deal, maybe. 
Yeah. Well, <laughs> this is how it worked. I, when they came to me and they were like, here's five more charges. Cause I had 12 and I was, I thought that was it. And they came to me and they, they gave me five grand theft charges on the IDs that they had that the son of a bitch put in my glove box. Right. And then it was, it was funny though, because the detective did such great detective work. I'm like, well, this girl's only 20 years old and you say her purse was stolen from the zone, which is a club in Tarpon. I'm like, she's not even old enough to be even inside of that club. Right. So how could that even be possible? So they threw away the five grand theft charges. Thank, right. thank God. So then now I'm with just with 12. So, which is the 12 charges were. <laughs> Sorry, it takes a second. It's so many. Um, it was conspiracy. Two counts of conspiracy, two counts of trafficking, four counts of obtaining a controlled substance by fraud, and then two counts of unauthorized possession of a driver's license or ID. So, <clears throat> so I admitted to the three pharmacies that I filled a prescription on. They, I mean, they had me. They had me. Man. Right. I mean, it was... It was at another CVS, and then another one was at, like, a, a Walgreens. And, and, you know what I mean, the camera's on me the whole nine. I mean, right. you see my tattoos the whole nine. I'm like, okay, yeah. And they had 13 eyewitnesses. Right. So, <laughs> so I took those charges. I took those, but luckily a lot of them got dropped off. And when I was formally charged, finally, it was two counts of attempted trafficking four counts of obtaining controlled substance by fraud, and then two counts of unauthorized possession of a driver's license. Right. But like, it was, it was, I, I, it was weird. It was, they, they, they let me slide because it was my first arrest. You know, I had a good job. I'm an electrician. It was your first arrest. You'd been arrested half a dozen times as a juvenile. As a though. juvenile, but they okay. don't count that. Okay. But when it comes to adult stuff, they don't care about the yeah, yeah. misdemeanor crap. Right. So so they let me slide, kind of. I had to get an interview with a guy named Chapman. And what he did was ask me my entire life story. What he was trying to do was they were trying to figure out if I was a drug addict or a drug dealer. Right. So, of course, I, you know, be you lean into the drug addict. Yeah, yeah, I'd be asked as much as much as I possibly could. Of course, I didn't tell them anything about. They asked me, they're like, "So, did you give any pills to anybody?" I'm like, "No," because it's the same as selling them. Right. So they, you know, they kept trying to trap me and all that. You know, I stuck to my guns. Things went all right, and I ended up, <clears throat> I ended up. Uh, pleading out to because at first that that's all they were sticking on was the 15 years they're like we're running everything concurrent you're doing 15 years right so i got an interview with that like chapman guy like i was saying and he you know interviewed me he decided that okay you're just a drug addict you know you're a nice white boy from uh, the suburbs right you know okay. which unfortunately is sad that's <laughs> that has anything to do with my sentence right but that's America. And 
<clears throat> and uh, I ended up getting five years, one year in, four years out. Right. And six months house arrest. Okay. And then the 10 o'clock curfew. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I mean, the whole night I do six months in this. Ankle monitor? Uh, no, no ankle. It was uh, community control, they call it. What yeah. is it? You have to call when you leave and come home? Oh, or man. just randomly I, call? You have to write down everything you're going to do the whole nine. I mean, you can't even go to the, like, if, if you go shopping, I'm like, oh, well, what if I go to the mall? They're like, no, you can't do that. Yeah. They're like, you have to go to Walmart. Yeah, it's basically like, uh, yeah, it's basically like the halfway house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. S- same idea. Yeah, and what, and that six the months. the halfway house is your apartment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that six months I did in this rehab facility was pretty much same thing, halfway house. All right. How, so when they when they grabbed you, though, there was like a big article about, right, like um, that it was a whole ring and everything. And what did they, did the papers stay on it or no? Or they was just the one article? No, no. Luckily, it was just the one article and everybody saw it. Right. You know, everybody saw it. I my girlfriend at the time i told her i wasn't using right and her manager came to her and said hey isn't this your boyfriend that just showed up All right last week good times yeah good times so that uh how'd yeah. that work out that it worked out really bad yeah actually yeah yeah that was really bad so uh yeah and and, and the thing is too one of the the girls that was involved prior to when we took over, she ended up passing away. She overdosed. On oxys? Uh, a methadone, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's actually a Pappas. I don't know if you ever heard the Pappas family in yeah, Tarpon Springs. Yeah, I know. She's I, actually a Pappas. I know. Kevin Pappas, did you, you know, he had written a book about, he was a drug dealer. Yeah. And he's I, in Atlanta now. I knew Joe Pappas. Joe Pappas, I think, is what, the older one? Or the, yeah. Is he the one who owned the restaurant? They, they like all they have ponytails. Like you can't tell. because they're, like they're all Greek. Yeah, they're, they're all Greek. Okay. So you got to have the ponytail. So it's hard to tell which one's which. But I remember I sold him uh, a bunch of weed a couple so, of times, Coke. But So she passed away. Okay. So. Um, oh, and the, and, the, and the other, I'm sorry, the other guy. Uh, Tret, right. Ever since we got arrested, he all of a sudden got out early. Right. He just disappeared. And I have still to this day have not seen him. Nobody disappeared else. Like he changed his life and and started living a clean life, or disappeared like he's in a sh- in a in a shallow grave somewhere. Disappeared. I I don't know, but he's gone. I have not seen him. He doesn't have Facebook. I mean, by now I would have had to have run into him. His mother lives in the same area that, you know, I frequent. Like, I'm amazed that I have not seen this guy. So he is doing his best to make sure that he He never sees me or anybody involved, I guess, period. Well, okay. That sounds good. So uh, you got out, you got out, you did, you have you done all the? You did all the paper. Obviously, this was two thousand and what, two thousand seven. So yeah, you know, yeah. So was, yeah, yeah. Two thousand eight, so I got released, and then I did. Uh, I did all the paper. I violated. I violated twice, for. What? Uh, a UA for oxycodone. Oh, that's crazy! I'm so shocked. 
Yeah, um, right. So. And so uh, luckily I got a really good attorney, you know, because it's all about who you know. It really is. It's sad. It really is. It's the state system. It is. It <laughs> right. is. It's like it depends on your skin color and who you know, and, and, and that's just the way it is, and it's fucking disgusting. But, but it's working for you, so. But it worked out great for me, yes. Yes. White privilege. So, all right. So everything's, what are you doing now? Uh, right now, I'm, I'm an electrician by trade, but I got a DUI. So uh, right now I'm working back at a body shop. Uh, I used to paint cars. Right. I have, I have a lot of trades under my belt. It's one thing my father taught me before he died was learn as many trades as you can so you always got something to fall back on. Hey, uh, I appreciate you watching. Uh, if you like the video, do me a favor and subscribe. Uh, hit the bell so you get notified of videos like this. Leave a comment in the comment section. Share the video with as many of your friends and family as possible. And I appreciate it. See you.